Welcome to Points of Interest in the World of Employment on LocalJobNetwork.com radio. Today's topic, flexible work options. I'm Lynn Molitor from the Local Job Network. People have different goals and expectations when it comes to employment. They may seek flexibility through different work options to achieve the work-life balance that they strive for. Manpower Incorporated is a world leader in innovative workforce solutions. Nicole Francis from Manpower is with us today to share with us the flexible work options that are available. Hello, Nicole. Hi, Lynn. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Excited to be here. Thank you so much for coming in. So to um, better acquaint our listeners with yourself, okay, can you tell us a little bit about what you do for Manpower and uh, what your background is? Sure. I have been with Manpower now for just a little bit over five years, and I'm in the Milwaukee branch. I started as a permanent placement recruiter, and what that is is helping people find permanent positions and working with clients to help them fill their talent shortages or needs. And as um, I did that for four years, and then last year I moved into the branch manager role. So I have two offices, and one in downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and the other one in Grafton. And so I have a team of recruiters um, that we work with clients and candidates to help match them up to find jobs. Well, that sounds exciting. It is. It's busy and it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. For those of you outside the Milwaukee area, that is a that's a big jump from Grafton to Milwaukee. It is about about fifty <laughs> minutes, but it's okay. Yeah, sounds exciting. So, what are the different work options available to job seekers as Manpower categorizes them? Well, at Manpower and uh, and other agencies, we offer um, three different types of work options. We do temporary placement. And we can talk more about that. And we do temp to hire, and okay. then we do permanent hire or direct hire. Oh, okay. Yeah. So let's um, let's talk further about the temporary work option. Tell us uh, about pros and cons, and explain what it is. Okay. You know, with temporary work, I think a lot of people think or used to think it's just to fill in while somebody's out, or it's just going to be for a day or two, or maybe it's just going to be in one type of industry. Mm-hmm. Um, temporary work is really available in all different industries, all different types of positions. And temporary can be just to fill in for a few days, but it can also be long-term. I think a lot of people that are maybe only thinking that they want to seek permanent employment might want to consider temporary work. And the reason for that is it helps, for one, to get your foot in the door. Yeah, It's a great way to start and get to know the company. And um, it can you know, help go into a full-time or a permanent position. Um, a lot of companies now may not have the budget to hire on permanently. Oh, true. So a lot of clients are using us right now for temporary work. We have people that are on temporary assignments for several years. Um, we still offer Oh, benefits. several years, yeah. actually. Yeah, I have somebody right now that's on an assignment. They're going on their fourth year. Wow. And it works for her, and she's fine with that. In Manpower, we offer benefits. So just because you're on oh. a temporary position does not mean you might not have health benefits or 401k. Because in that situation... Um, that person is technically an employee of Manpower. Correct. Not of whatever company she's working in. Right. The way it works is we do all of the payrolling. And so the paychecks um, come from Manpower. Okay. And the person would directly report to Manpower, but they would work at our client's location. Okay. And um, temporary work is across all industries and types of positions, everything from general labor up to accountants, um, marketing positions. A lot of people are using that temporary service Mm -hmm. to fill the talent that they need right now without having to hire on directly. Actually, my background is in the IT industry. 
yes. which is surprising to the people who know me today. But I'm familiar with working with what would be categorized as temporary workers. But like the your example, I worked with some temporary workers for years. I mean, when you looked at us all sitting in a meeting room, you really wouldn't know necessarily who was an employee and who was temporary. Correct. And IT is a huge area um, with a lot of projects happening, mm-hmm. a lot of companies use. And it's also called contingent. So you might hear contingent work oh, or temporary okay. work. That would be basically the same thing. Um, but it, you know, temporary isn't how it, people, I think, perceive it. You still some, have to go in and interview for the job. You still want to be the right culture fit. But you know, if you weren't considering temporary work and you're looking for a position, you might really want to consider that because it, you're in there while they're looking for a position. And if you fit that culture and have the right skill set, you're going to be ahead of the people applying for that job. Yeah, you can almost think of it as auditioning. Whereas exactly. Exactly. Person, if you're in there proving yourself and you're yeah. networking, you know, get to know the executives that work there, get to know the hiring managers, let them know you're interested in being there long term. Mm-hmm. And about we probably about 44% of the people that we place into temporary assignments across the US get hired on permanently. Wow, 44%. Right. Oh, that's a good Which is a huge number. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, it's good for people to know if they're not even you know, if they're a little skeptical of going the temporary work route. You know, and you may not start out right away in the exact position that you want, or maybe you're in a different department, uh, but you're hoping to get into a different role. Mm -hmm. It's, again, a great way to get to know those hiring managers and to network within the company. So I would recommend it. I wouldn't um, discount it. Mm -hmm. What kind of a skill set would be best for, I mean, are there any skill sets of a person, or maybe it's not skill set, or maybe it's personal characteristics of a person uh, looking into temporary work? I mean, do you have to be programmed a certain way in your, you know, to go into a, a work area where you're a temporary worker? You know, I don't think that would really, um, not a certain mindset, you know, you, you I think when you get into a company, like you said, a lot of times you can't even tell the difference between the temporary workers right. and the permanent ones. You know, you, you want to be able to fit into the culture. But as far as skill sets, I think that is one thing that uh, maybe is a little bit of a misconception. We get calls sometimes and they'll say, I'm looking for temporary work and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can do anything. When clients come to us, they're usually looking for somebody that has a specific skill set to fill that temporary role. So, for example, if okay. they were looking for an executive assistant or an administrative assistant, even if you did something in another industry, they come to us because they don't want to have to train people. That's why they're bringing oh, people okay. on right away. You know, of course, you have to train to learn the job, but you really need to have the skill set for that temporary role. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing, would you have to be a quick learner or being able to catch on with minimal direction? You do, because usually when you go into a temporary contingent role, of course, they're going to teach you the, the, what they're looking for you to do. But you're going to have to be able to pick things up very quickly. You're going to have to have the foundation of skills to do that job in order to just get up and quickly start doing the position. Right. Yeah, because unfortunately, I'm sure they're not necessarily going to send you through a multi-week training program. Not usually. Yeah. There, there are those rare instances, but usually you, that's why you need to have that skill set if you're going into a call center temporary to have call center skills or the foundation to be able to pick up on it quickly. And I think you might have hit on this, but I just want to ask this again to make sure I'm clear on it. How easy is it to find temporary opportunities nowadays? 
there, there are quite a few out there, and I think companies are doing more temporary hiring or contingent hiring than they used to, again, because of the maybe budget restraints or projects um, mm-hmm. that are happening. They are out there, but again, you have to treat it, even if you're going for a temporary position, you really want to treat it as you would a permanent position. And so when you go to a staffing agency or you come to Manpower and you meet with a recruiter, you want to treat them just like you would a hiring manager at a company that you're going to work for. And I think we see that a lot where they don't consider the recruiter as irrelevant or as important. It's just kind of the stepping stone to get that temporary job. But you have to remember a recruiter is going to be your advocate. And if you come in and you're professional and you're professionally dressed and you're prepared even for that temporary interview at Manpower or another staffing agency, we're going to want to send you out to our clients. We're going to be more excited about it. And so you want to keep that in mind when you're looking for a temporary job. Uh, But they are out there. They're posted online. We post ours on manpowerjobs.com. Other staffing agencies have them. And even companies will post their own temporary jobs. Sometimes they'll payroll them themselves, but they are available. You know, I think you give excellent advice to our listeners to treat the recruiter as part of the whole job application process. It is, and we see that sometimes, and I'm not sure why, but they come in and they might not be as professionally dressed, but they say, oh, well, I I wouldn't wear this if I was going to an interview. Well, we are an interview. And the steps that we put our candidates through are really a screening process. Sometimes you have to go through um, testing. We Mm -hmm. do assessment testing. So, for instance, if you are an administrative assistant, we might put you through the Microsoft Office testing. Call center, we have call center tests. Um, Accounting, we have accounting tests to verify your skills. And sometimes people think, oh, that's just a lot to do, or they don't um, get them done quickly. We're watching all of the steps and how easy you are to work with, flexible, how serious you are about the job search, being realistic. And so you really want to take everything that that recruiter asks you to do seriously because, again, it's part of our screening process. And if you're easy to work with and if you're friendly and professional, we're going to want to send you to our clients if you make that good impression on us. I think probably that what people don't, think about is, well, you're an advocate for the job seeker. Mm -hmm. You also have clients who rely on you to know their business and who would be the right fit. Exactly. So you are, you have two clients almost, the job seeker, but also the employer. We really do. We represent both sides because we want our candidates to be happy and have a great experience with us at Manpower. We work really hard to give them that great onboarding experience and that personal coaching and help through the job search to find them the right position. But on the other side, we do have clients that we have to make sure that we're sending the best talent, the people that we know that we've screened thoroughly and have done a great job with us and to match the skill sets that they're looking for. So we have to balance both sides of it. I have to admit, um, years ago, again, at my my last employer, we had to create a call center like within a week's notice. And Manpower actually staffed, staffed that call center. Excellent. So, you know, I was very happy with the people that we ended up working with. And again, we treated, that was our company culture. Mm-hmm. They were doing us a service that we had to get done. So we pretty much treated them just like we treated each other, well, employee or not. Exactly. And that's how most companies are. It's not like you come in and you're, oh, you're a temporary employee, so you're not as important. Yeah. Companies, um, especially nowadays, you know, with we have a talent shortage going on, and they're trying to attract talent and you know make things um, 
you know, the culture, the right fit. So, so a lot mm-hmm. of co- companies include temporary employees and, you know, company functions that are going on. They'll do different kinds of um, maybe bonuses, things like that. So there's a lot of oh. – they, they really go out of their way to try to treat temporary employees just as they would a, a regular full-time yeah. employee because they want to retain them too. That's the chance. When you're working a temporary job, you're still probably out looking for other positions until you find that security. Oh, and so right. a lot of companies will work to try to – keep those temporary employees engaged and retained. And we at MAMHAR do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, yeah, that was excellent um, excellent advice and information, I think, for people who, you know, especially if they're looking for permanent, mm-hmm. the temporary work definitely sounds like a, a viable option. Definitely. You know, it's interesting. I think of, uh, you know, my mother years ago as a temporary worker. She was basically covering... Um, maternity leaves. You know, I'm talking about, you know, back in the the 60s and 70s, probably more of the 70s, 80s. Yeah. Well, Manpower, we started in 1948, <laughs> where we were founded, and it was founded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and it, it was very different. And it, and it yeah. started, actually, because uh, our founder, Elmer Winter, um, said one day he was an attorney and said, wouldn't it be nice to have his secretary was out, and wouldn't it be nice to have oh. somebody to fill in? And yeah. so that's how, actually, Manpower got started. But it, but it has oh, changed, interesting. And, it, and it has evolved quite a bit. Yeah. Well, and employment has has really evolved quite a bit, too, over the last couple of decades. There. Yes. Let's talk about uh, the temporary to permanent option, which I think we're kind of, these options almost are tending to to melt into each other. They kind of flow together. You know, with the temporary, you know, they may say, well, it's only going to be for two weeks or four weeks. So, but you're, when you get in there, maybe you can Okay. You know, prove yourself and, and stay on longer. But we have clients that will come to us to say, we need somebody permanently or we're going to have a direct hire position, but we want to do the temp to hire route. And what that is, is where we find them the person and we really work to find them that right culture fit and skill set that this person will be there long term because we know they're going to have a permanent need. Right. And so they're still payroll through manpower for the beginning, but it's almost like a hands-on interview process because you work at this client, you know they're going to be filling this position permanently, and if you work out and you're doing a great job, they're hopefully going to hire you. They can hire, there's not a certain amount of time they can hire you the next day if they said, yep, this is the person. Oh, and we have okay. had that happen just last week. They were really? there for two days and they're like, we know that this is the person and we're just going to make her the permanent offer. Oh, that's exciting. But a lot of times clients, usually it's 60 to 90 days is usually oh, about okay. how long they wait, almost like their probationary period. And then they, we make oh. them, the, cl- the candidate, a permanent offer, and then we transfer them from our payroll to their payroll. And it's a pretty seamless process. But if you can get in with a temp to hire opportunity, you know that position is going to be a permanent need. And it's a great way to get in there because they may interview other candidates while you're in the role. And sometimes that can be a little uncomfortable. Right. But you're in that seat working with them every day. Someone's right. coming to interview only has an hour to prove themselves. So really mm-hmm. get in there and do a great job go above and beyond, be excited, really try to fit in because it's like a, a three-month interview almost. Oh, right. So um, now this sounds like an al- attractive alternative as well. How how many temp to permanent positions are available? Is this a common thing? Or? There's quite a few. Oh, there um, are. I, I don't have the number of how many we probably do per year, but we have um, right now across the U.S. we have about – Four million employees. Um, okay, people out on yeah. work. Um, we have about four hundred thousand clients, and wow. so and a lot of them are doing that temporary, that temp to hire option. Oh, okay. What about industries? Are certain industries more prone to um, a temp to hire? 
Not really. We do a lot of research on this, and we look at this, and, and we look at different markets, and it's really across all industries. IT, information technology, is probably the biggest area for temporary or temp-to-hire oh, sure. option just because there's so many projects happening. Yeah. But um, all types of positions, all kinds of industries, I don't think it's limited to just one. Oh, Okay. Can you um, share with us any real-life success stories in the area of temp to hire? Sure. Um, Well, I I think I just referred to one, uh, and that's a very um, (laughs) – doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. (laughs) Yeah, maybe a more realistic example. Yeah, let's go through one. Um, We had a – there was a CEO of a company, and his executive assistant was going to be out for – uh, three or four weeks. It was a, mm-hmm. a reason she was leaving. And so it was just a temporary position. And so we had a really great executive assistant that we put into this role, thinking it would be three to four weeks. Well, the his executive assistant decided not to return. And oh. she had done such a great job that they ended up hiring her on permanently. And it was a pretty high profile position. And wow. she may or may not have gotten it otherwise, but if they had posted it, they would have received hundreds and hundreds of resumes, and who knows if she ever would have got you know the interview or the call. Right. So it was just a really great way for her to get her foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that just happened probably within the last few months. Oh yeah, oh that yeah, that's a good example. But there's a lot of examples. We have you know we do a lot in manufacturing, so we have a lot of skilled trades people that go in, oh. prove themselves, get hired on permanently. Um, you know, it's really across all industries. You know, and I think that's important for um, the people who are listening with us today. You mentioned skill trades. You're also mentioning, you know, office positions. Mm -hmm. You're mentioning, you know, professional positions. You know, manpower is there to to help job seekers. And sometimes job seekers may not even think of um, manpower as a place for them to go to. Exactly. And and I think... um Depending on the market that you're in, sometimes when you say manpower, even locally in Milwaukee, people think that it's all manufacturing or just temporary work. And we do so much more from we do a lot of general labor and manufacturing industrial, but we also do high level executive positions as well, everything up from vice presidents to CEOs. So it's a really wide range and we have all different lines of business. We do a lot in healthcare now too. Um, So so we have specific recruiters. And one thing I just want to mention, if you're going to look at attempt to hire position, make sure that you work with your recruiter to really make sure it's the right fit for you. What you don't want to do is to go into something that's maybe not going to be the right salary range or not the ideal position that you want because they're going to be looking at you to hire you on permanently. And if it's not the right fit for you, you may want to pass on that option and look at another one. So you want to make sure that it's going to be the right fit for you long term. Oh, yeah, that is good advice. Mm -hmm. Are there, I even hate to take the negative, but have there been situations where it has been tempt to hire and then the person, it just never comes through that they don't get hired and they're you know, there, it's not di- a good fit. Yeah, there's been uh, two different thoughts kind of popped into my head there. We've had it where people have gone onto an assignment, and the candidate, this just happened not too long ago, the candidate just did not feel it was the right fit for them. They didn't really okay. like the job. Uh, but the bad thing was the client just loved them and wanted to hire them on. Oh. And so it, it's disappointing because they really wanted this person, but she knew it wasn't the right fit for her. And it's yeah. probably better that she tried it out and wasn't hired on permanently right away. 
We have other times when it's happened where the client feels that they're just not working out, and that's one of the benefits to a company that's using a temporary attempt to hire option because if that right. person's not working out, they can just call us and we can replace that person. Mm-hmm. And so there are those times, and then there's times where maybe a company thinks that they're going to hire on permanently, but something changes within their budget, and uh, so that person sure. may be on. You know, maybe they're hoping to get hired on within a few months, and it could be six months or nine months. And right, yeah. So, and we try to work with our clients to get them to hire people on as quickly as possible if we feel that it's a fit and, right. and, and work with our candidates to keep them engaged in the job. But there are times when it does not work out. Mm-hmm. Boy, my head is just spinning listening to the recruiter role <laughs> because, again, I keep, you know, I keep going back. It's like you're trying to manage two, two different clients, we keeping really are. two separate clients happy and trying to make the perfect fit. So permanent work. Is that what the majority of people are are looking for, is permanent work? Majority are. There There are a few people that like to work uh, temporary. We have a mm-hmm. candidates that I work with that they like that flexibility of being able to choose when they work and where they work. And if they want to take a couple of weeks off, they can. Uh, um, but most people are looking for that stability, that permanent direct yeah. hire position. And those are the most sought after. And have the demographics changed over the years in term in regards to the types and numbers of job seekers who are seeking permanent work? I mean, I watch the news and it sounds like the workforce is actually getting more broad in terms of people are still older who are looking for work. They're not retiring as early, maybe? Yeah, the, the market the, has definitely changed. Um, we're entering what uh, Mampar's identified as the human age, and it's a talent crunch that we're having right now. Um, oh. You know, th- there's different things happening. We People are staying on longer than they planned, but um, we still do have people retiring and not enough people re-entering the workforce with the skills ah. that, that companies need. And so and there aren't maybe as many positions out there as there used to be. So it's, 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 hard to find, it's getting harder to find the right talent with the skill set. So if you have the right skills, you're going to be more in demand, and companies are doing more to get you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not keeping up with the changing job market, it's going to be harder for you to find that, that permanent position. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So um, when I think about you know, the, the different work options, I also then think about the different types of flexible work schedules. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about f- flexible work schedules that employers may offer nowadays? Yeah, we're, we're seeing a lot more of that. And again, it's it kind of goes back to companies trying to recruit or attract or retain the talent that they have or the talent that they're needing in flexible work schedules. There was a survey done in uh, out of the people that were surveyed, about 48% said that would be the number one perk to keep them at a company or to attract them at a company would be a flexible uh. work schedule. And then underneath that, it was about 25% saying maybe having off on Fridays and doing a summer schedule, things like that. So that's really important to people. Yeah. But companies are doing it um, different ways and for different reasons. It's, again, to, to attract that talent and retain that talent. But it's also... There's different industries, for instance, nursing or healthcare. They offer flexible work schedules um, for that reason, but also just because of the long schedules and fatigue and um, for the patient care. So there, there's different reasons that companies do it, but we're seeing a lot more of it because people are being able to work virtually. 
Oh, so right. where people used to get together for meetings, it can be done virtually now. Um, podcasts, webinars, things like that. So right. there, there's more flexibility. But I think it's really coming down to where they're trying to work with people nowadays to be able to retain them and attract mm-hmm. them. And we have the whole Gen Y now, and, and they're demanding more of these flexible work schedules. And the, the, it's just changing the dynamic of work. Do you think um, people are working more, you know, more elapsed time during the day because of the flexible work schedules? You know, if you have people coming in early and people staying later. Yeah, it, we're seeing sometimes where people are working longer days. Maybe you're working 12 or 12-hour days, um, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, to have those extra days off. Or there's overlap of schedules are happening. There's more different shifts running. Um, but again, you know, com- I think it's really where companies are trying to attract because work-life balance is so important to people yeah. right now. And if you have the skills that a company needs, mm-hmm. you're going to have more options and you're going to be able to um, request more of these perks like those flexible work schedules. And, and companies know that. So they're working with candidates to, to keep them and retain them. You had, um, you had mentioned nursing. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about the variety of flexible work schedules? I think people may just find it interesting. Someone had told me some of the options and I was like, wow, I didn't even realize that was going on out there yes. in the world. <laughs> um, and, and I'll be honest, nursing is not my air, my primary area of yeah. expertise, but what I do know about it is that, um, that there's different options. People are working um, longer days and um, but shorter weeks. Okay. So not, or they're working different shifts or they're working split shifts. There's um, hospitals that where they can actually um, they actually stay overnight and then that way they have longer oh. um, days off. But with um, there's such a shortage in nursing yeah. that they really are working. And that's one of the things that I think attracts people to um, the healthcare or the nursing industry is because you have so much flexibility and you can okay. choose your schedules. And so that's helping to attract people to that um, industry or that type of position. But it's also helping to retain um, the aging nurses, people that have maybe would have thought of retiring. If oh. they have these flexible work schedules, they're maybe going to stay on longer in the profession. And so that way we're not losing these skilled, talented nurses that we need so bad. But there's um, all different types of uh, work options. And there's people that just handle nursing schedules just to handle the, the, the large volume of the different schedules. Because as you know, a t- nurse is a 24-7 position. They don't all right. get to go home at 5 o'clock. So <laughs> there's a lot of different shifts running for nursing. And so, and it also helps them if they're in their peak times or their busy times to be able to um, pull their nurses together and have them all working at the same time. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So we talked about the different work options today. Of the different work options, is one more prone to offer a flexible work schedule, like temporary work? Is it a more rigid work schedule versus, you know? Usually temporary work would probably be more of a set or rigid schedule because they need somebody to fill certain hours. There's usually, there are cases where there is some flexibility, but it's usually more of a set work schedule with Mm -hmm. with a temporary or contingent position. Yeah. And I would say that probably a direct hire or permanent position is going to have more flexibility. Oh, okay. I think you've talked about you know, I was going to ask you here if employers were offering more uh, flexible work schedules, and you said it's you're seeing more and more of it. We are, you know, people are working. Uh, they're having people work virtually. People are working from home. They're having uh, different shift options. They're 
Um, so that there's a lot more that companies are doing to attract and retain talent. But flexible schedule would definitely be that work-life balance is yeah. like the number one attraction. Oh, interesting. So if people are interested in modifying their job search to target one of these different work options, as we've been discussing today, what would you suggest that they do? A couple of things. If you're going to be targeting different work options, you, again, still, even if it's a temporary position or attempt to hire, you still want to tailor your search to fit that specific job. So you might want to think about, okay, I was only looking at direct hire or permanent positions. I think I'm going to look at temporary. So get to know a recruiter, Manpower. We have offices all over the U.S. You can go in and you can look online at manpowerjobs.com, look at the positions that they have, but target the temporary jobs that are in your skill set or that you maybe have transferable skills to. What you don't want to do is try to do something completely out of it because it's going to be more difficult for you to find a temporary job. Right. You may have to maybe have a couple of different resumes. I always recommend that if you're applying for different types of positions or different types of temporary jobs, you still want to highlight your resume to fit those temporary roles. As a recruiter, we probably take about, we get, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of resumes, and we probably take at first glance, maybe five to seven seconds at looking at a resume. Right. And you want to really paint that picture. Sometimes we might not see it, but to have your skills on there specifically for those temporary jobs that you're right. applying for. So I would say to make sure that your resume is going to fit the temporary jobs, really um, treat it as you would uh, you know, a professional, normal job search. Um, but there are positions out there, You just and you have to be realistic about what you can do and what you want to do. You know, it really has been interesting talking with you today, especially um, I'm more intrigued to hear about um, the recruiter role and what they can do for the job seeker and the partnership they form with the job seeker, but then to also have to shift gears and partner with the employer. So maybe in a future podcast, yeah, that would be fun. someone from Manpower, yourself or someone else can come back and, you know, I think our listeners would benefit from hearing more about that recruiter job seeker uh, relationship. Because it really is. It's a relationship. It's a partnership. You want to work with your recruiter, keep in contact with them, you know, and, and it is building a relationship because, again, the more that we have that relationship with you, the more that we're going to be excited to go and talk yes. to our client to say, you know, I have this great person. You have to meet them and we'll be your advocate and mm-hmm. we'll, you know, really push to help get you into positions if you work with us to build that relationship. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, I learned a lot today. Good. I'm hoping our listeners learned a lot today, but unfortunately we are out of time. Okay. Great. Listeners, if you have any ideas for future topics of points of interest on localjobnetwork.com radio, please do drop me a note at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Thank you to Nicole Francis for Manpower. Uh, We hope you come back and share with us again sometime because I think we have additional topics that all of us can learn from you. That would be great. I'd love to anytime. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I'm Lynn Molitor. Thanks for listening. 